0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And before you start complaining about the cold, uh, think about the positives here of the cold weather arriving. Okay. Hot nipples. Hot nipples. (laughs) Hard nipples. (laughs) Hard hot nipples. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Are the, uh, the biggest fashion accessory right now. Are they? Have you seen the commercial for Kim Kardashian's new line of bras that she put out last week? She has this uh, undergarment company called Skims, and this is their latest product.
1: The sea levels are rising, the ice sheets are shrinking, and I'm not a scientist, but I do believe everyone can use their skill set to do their part. That's why I'm introducing a brand new bra with a built-in nipple. So no matter how hot
2: it is, you'll always look cold.
0: Yeah, the high beams are always on. What? When you're wearing skims. Is this? So it's a bra and it's got two bumps Uh in the spot that you'd expect them to be. So they're visible through the the shirt you're wearing or
1: the blouse. Ah. Boy, I thought that was something most bras you were trying to avoid happening, like, yeah. my whole life. Like, obviously, p- guys would get excited, you know. You've if they, noticed it before. Especially on TV, if it's, like, an actress or something like that. You know, and fr- I, I hate to bring up friends again, but notoriously Jennifer Aniston, they always said they how kept, cold the studio kept was. kept
0: studio very cold.
1: But t- to design fake, <laughs> fake ones, it seems... Uh-huh. Seems, it'd be like it'd be like designing a pair of pants where it looks like there's an erection tucked into your waistband the whole time. Right.
0: Well, she but, does do a line of men's underwear, so <laughs> this is good news for the zucchinis in your fridge, Jim. You don't have to <laughs> stuff them down your pants anymore. I don't, don't know. Last. Is she going to come out with a line of men's underwear that looks like the outline of your junk? She
1: should start. If there's a the market for nips, yeah, if there's a market for the nips, there's certainly, that's more of a feather in the cap than the nip poking <laughs> out. Some days are hard, but these nipples are harder. <gasps> and unlike the icebergs, these aren't going anywhere. The Skims Ultimate Nipple Bra. I'm really looking forward to when a woman is wearing this and then it actually gets cold outside and all of a sudden she's got four nipples. (laughs) (laughs) And people are very confused. The Taz and
0: Jim Podcast. There is a battle brewing within uh, former members of the Guess Who here. One of the all-time Canadian greats, obviously. And when you think of the Guess Who, you think of Burton Cummings Mm -hmm. and Randy Bachman. However... They do not own the band name, The Guess Who. Hmm. And now they are filing suit over the guy who does. Got a press release sent to us from Los Angeles. Earlier today, founding members of The Guess Who, Burton Cummings and Randy Bachman, filed in a federal court in L.A., a false advertising lawsuit, in response to a group of hired musicians who have been touring and recording using the band's name. In addition, according to the lawsuit, these hired musicians have been using photographs that include Cummings and Bachman to create the false impression that the hired cover band is the original Guess Who.
1: So they're calling them a cover band, even though they have... They have the legal rights to the name. They're just no—the no. main guys aren't in it.
0: Well, how's this for Sneaky? The Guess Who name is owned by former bass player Jim Cale. He's now retired, but he's allowed the name to be used by the current lineup of musicians who have no historical connection to the band. So there's no member— Wow. In 1977, Kale asked Burton Cummings for permission to use the Guess Who name for a single reunion concert. And during that process, he discovered that the name, the Guess Who, had never been trademarked in Canada. Whoa. It was at that point Kale acquired the trademark for himself in 1986, unbeknownst to the other members of
1: the band. <laughs> I mean, its I don't even know if it's devious. It seems like a huge oversight by the rest of the band. Big oversight, but as,
0: yeah, at the same time, this, it's a betrayal, it's, an act of betrayal from a former band member. They booted him out, though. They betrayed him first. Uh, So Jim Cale was kicked out of the Guess Who in 1972. And Gary Peterson, the drummer who played with the group until it disbanded in 1975, is on this lawsuit as well. So he's part of this as well. And they are alleging that they've been using pictures of Cummings and Bachman on the landing pages Oh, they've been removing pictures of Cummings and Bachman from landing pages of music streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and replacing them with pictures of the cover band.
1: (laughs) What a joke.
0: In an effort to boost sales of uh, tickets for live performances. So they'll use photographs of Cummings and Bachman in promotional items, for the concerts, and they'll remove them when they need to convince
1: people that they are the real Guess Who. It's kind of appropriate for a band named the Guess Who. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, who's going to show up? Well, I don't know.
0: (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. This is something we we go for every year. Jim, I hate to put the pressure on you again, but do you think – You have enough jokes there to break the world record for most Halloween jokes told in 30 seconds. I think I do. You've been working hard over on your keyboard. You've been writing these jokes yourself through the morning. For about the last 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We need to remind everyone again, this segment is not about quality. Mm -hmm. It's about quantity. It's Mm -hmm. not best Halloween jokes told Mm -hmm. in 30 Mm -hmm. seconds. Mm It is. Seinfeld holds that record. It is most. Yes. It's most Halloween jokes. What is the
1: current record? What are you trying to break here? I think, weirdly enough, it's seven and a half. Okay. One guy got the setup, but he didn't get the punchline out. Uh Uh-huh. So seven and a half. So if you get
0: eight, you're the new world record Uh holder
1: for most Halloween jokes told in 30 seconds.
0: Are you ready to go? Yes, sir. All right. I've got the timer here. As soon as you start the first setup the clock starts ticking.
1: Which politician makes the best gravedigger? Who? Doug Ford. Which horror movie villain is a bit of a wiener? Who? Michael Oscar Myers. What do you call the ghost of Chandler Bing? What? Matthew Scary. Oh, no. What exercise bike did the zombie use? What? The skeleton. What murderer kills brain cells? What? Kim Karslashian. What did the zombies where did the zombies do ecstasy? Where? The raveyard. What did the ghost koala eat? What? Bamboo! How come the mummy wore a condom? Because he always wraps it up. What's the vampire's favorite chocolate bar? Oh no! I got a ha- I got a half out there. What'd you get? What was the vampire's favorite chocolate bar? I didn't get the I didn't get the line, the punchline. Coffin crisp. But that was eight and a half. That was eight and a half. Yes. I
0: thought it was seven and a half. No, I, I thought you just tied it. No. But congratulations! <laughs> we got a new world record. And you, and you know what? We set the bar low uh, before you started those jokes. It told people not to expect much. There was some
1: funny stuff in there. I don't know about that. <laughs> I thought so. Do, I, I couldn't remember. Do koalas or panda bears eat bamboo? Ghost, that's my favorite. What do the ghost koala eat? Bamboo! Yeah. That's a good one, one for the I think it's
0: the panda bears. Okay, I screwed that one up.
1: koalas <laughs> eat the eucalyptus. That's right. right. They fall asleep, yeah. Well... I didn't do does a lot that of backgrounds. Does that one still <laughs> count? <laughs> now it's panda bears. You can change it. What did the
0: ghost panda what eat? What does a ghost panda bear eat? Yeah. Bam. Boo. Not bad. My kids will love that yes. one. Yes, That was fantastic. New world record. Eight and a half. We'll try to break it again next Halloween. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock?
0: Time for sports. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here. Let's talk about Shane Pinto. He plays for the Ottawa Senators, and he's been suspended for half an NHL season for gambling, although I don't understand this. The NHL is saying there's no evidence that he was gambling on NHL games.
2: So why the stiff penalty, Dev? You have questions. I have questions. Everyone has questions about what exactly is going on here at the NHL and Shane Pinto because, as you say, he has been suspended. Uh, The NHL made it clear he did not bet on NHL games. The rules... In the uh, in the collective bargaining agreement, state players can bet on other leagues. So, and that includes other hockey leagues, uh, other sports in general. Yeah, so like they can, as long as they're not betting on the NHL, they l- can gamble on other leagues. Yes. So, where is the violation here? And if it's not the NHL, if you can bet on other leagues, then there needs to be some sort of transparency in terms of why this has happened. Now Shane Pinto is not going to talk because he agreed to this is the 41 games is actually lenient. It could have been much more. He agreed to this. It was a plea uh, bargain essentially with the league. Um and that means he cannot appeal it. He has to abide by it. But it could have been much more. So the question is, well what did he do? So there's got there's something f- financial. There's something in the operations of this that uh, highlighted it, and has now got him out of the league for 41 games.
1: So they're just saying he violated their gambling rules and nothing else specific?
2: No, 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 okay, no, let's speculate. Nothing <laughs> specific,
0: but also you have... Was it, like, he doing it on the bench during the games? Like, was he pulling up DraftKings? Yeah. Well,
2: there, there, was, there was some suggestion that it was someone who had access to his account. Now, he's still responsible for the account, but someone with access to his account may have been... May have done something that triggered Betting the, on the, NHL games. No, no, not betting on NHL games. But then why is he suspended? Is That's there- a great question. But no one, like, the, the league, I think, should needs to be transparent in yes. terms of exactly what has happened. It's been half a week since the suspension came down. There's been nothing. There's been no digging. This is one of my frustrations with not just the NHL, but the reporters who cover the NHL. It's like they took the league at their face value, they took the uh, Players Association, and they've moved on to now they're all the boring little stuff they get fed about, you know, so-and-so's upset and there might be a movement. Who's on the market? You know which little piggy is going to the market, all this sort of stuff. It's huh. the, the entire NHL wants to forget this happened. And I'm looking at this. You guys have nothing but betting ads all the yes, time.
0: There is a hypocrisy there because they have embraced gambling. The NHL, not just them, the NFL, all the sports leagues now. You look at the state of single-game betting. You look at how easy it is for a young guy to hop on his phone, play some bets. Especially imagine being an NHL player in your 20s. You've got all the money in the world, and these ads are running You know, four times during one commercial break during an NHL game. How are you you surprised if these guys are betting on sports? Las
1: Vegas just had their Stanley Cup on ice ceremony happened, and there was a slot machine on the ice. Now, that's not sports gambling, but it's still
2: gambling. The NHL was happy and proud to be the first pro sport in Las Vegas. Like, everyone wants to go to Las Vegas. The NHL was first, and they were proud about that. But you're also going to, like, the betting mecca of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we I, have this situation.
1: It, it's stupid. It, I just want to know what he did. Like, maybe he's leaking information about the team so other people can bet on him. But if there's ac- somebody had access to his account, then clearly they think he was gambling on it. And then he has some sort of reasonable doubt that it wasn't him using his phone. Like, that must be what it is. Somebody I, else is
2: using his so phone. there was recently in soccer, uh, the team I follow is Newcastle United. Uh, one guy just got banned for 10 months. His name is Sandro Tonali. He bet on his own games, which was bad. Uh, But he was also using an illegal uh, uh, site to bet.
0: Oh, so maybe he wasn't using one of the the sanctioned gambling sites he was, like, putting bets down with a if I was gonna, underground betting organization. If I
2: was going to guess, there might be something in terms of irregularities, in terms of reporting money, reporting bets, something along those lines that would have triggered the authorities that oversee this to say something wrong has happened here. Well,
0: I, this has definitely sent waves through the league because I know a couple NHL guys, obviously I'm not going to say their names, but even if they were just in a fantasy football league with their buddies, they've said somebody else take over for me I don't want anything to do with this you know because if half a season you're out for gambling and do the players know why you know like you, you get your guard up if they're, if
2: they're they're like okay well what did uh, can mm-hmm. you at least tell us what he did wrong so we don't make the same mistake a hundred percent like if he did something let us know so that we cannot have it happen again. Cuckoo!
0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Heading to Georgia down in the U S listen to this. There's a restaurant in Georgia getting attention globally because they are charging customers a fee for bad parenting. Hmm. The Tacoa Riverside restaurant, two hours North of Atlanta. They serve uh, steak, trout, American cuisine. Um, you may notice if you go to the website, There is a surcharge for customers who are unable to parent. Huh. Adult surcharge. For adults unable to parent, $50 surcharge. Whoa, pretty steep. Some Google reviews. One reads, if you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all costs. Holy moly, the most disrespectful owner made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were, quote, running through the restaurant. They were down by the river. We were told we need to, quote, go to Burger King and Walmart, and that we were bad parents. They have a $50 surcharge for bad children.
1: <laughs> it's funny, because they're writing this as a negative review, and it does sound negative, but there's probably a lot of people going, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if your kids are if running you don't around. don't have kids. Like if you're going, and I can relate, because
0: I take my kids out for dinner with me, obviously, and I do feel bad if, like, in the booth next to us, there's a couple who's having a romantic uh, evening. It looks like they're celebrating an anniversary or something. Mm-hmm. My kids are bouncing up and up and down on the uh, on the seat and screaming that they want a chocolate milk. You know, it. I I've been there. I've been the no kid guy too, so I understand how frustrating that could be. But maybe don't take your uh, your date to a family restaurant then. Yeah. It depends on the place. If this is a high-end place where you're spending a lot of money and it's not necessarily a family restaurant
1: with kooky stuff on the walls, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to a chain restaurant, let's say like a... A Ruby Tuesday. Yeah, of course. A Krabby Joe's, a Jack Astor's, these places that are in An every Applebee's. town. Yeah, when you go to like a hockey tournament, you know, you take the kids to this restaurant because it's there's, you got one in your town, you know? Those are the places I think... That are most likely for this to happen, but it's kind of like like I don't really go to restaurants too often and am disrupted by children. Like you always hear about a, a baby crying on a plane. I've been on lots of flights and I don't know if I've ever heard a baby crying on a plane. And I feel like it's usually at bre- breakfast places actually. If there's ever kids acting up, it's usually at a breakfast place. I don't know why. They, maybe they got a lot of energy and yeah. there's less room or something. Uh, but it's all for that dinner? syrup on the pancakes. <laughs> maybe all that orange juice. <laughs> Dinner, I've, I've bar- never had a dinner ruined by it, annoying kids. Almost makes you wonder what's going on with this owner. The surcharge is ridiculous. Like, are you obligated to pay it? I just wouldn't pay it. Yeah, it seems like it, it would almost have to be an illegal surcharge unless there's adequate signage on the front door. And it's like, if you go past this point, this is uh, still, we have. But still,
0: who's the arbiter of... Whether or not your kids have behaved. It's the owner of the restaurant yeah, who wants yeah. an
1: extra $50. And if you just leave without paying your bill, is he going to call the cops? Call the cops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, let them decide if my kids are behaved. Yeah. Go to the tape.
0: The kids would be a lot better behaved if the cops did show up, I'm sure. Guaranteed. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. I uh, <laughs> saw this video on social media. It's at Disney. Someone was at, uh, a bunch of people were at Disneyland, and they dressed as the dead parents of Disney characters <laughs> for Halloween.
2: I'm Coral, I'm Nemo's late mother, and I was eaten by a barracuda. Hi, I'm Bambi's mom, and I was shot with a shotgun.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm John, I'm Tarzan's dead dad, I was to death by a tiger in a treehouse. I'm Mufasa, <laughs> and I was trampled to death trying to save my son.
2: How is he doing? We
1: are the Dead Dead Parents Society. Wow. here's a lot of Disney movies with dead parents, I guess. Uh, Seriously. I I, I
0: mentioned that uh, my daughter is being Elsa from Frozen for Halloween. Now, my wife is being Anna. I'm being Olaf. But we could have been Elsa's dead parents who drowned in that shipwreck.
1: I've never seen the movie, but... Yeah, they're dead, too. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I think you
0: can basically just uh, assume, if you're going to see a Disney movie, that at
1: least one of the parents of the main character is going to be dead. Well, it's part of the hero's journey. Yeah. the same with Superman and Batman, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: the superhero movies, you know, Captain America's parents uh, are gone. You got uh, Iron Man's parents are killed by the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. You need that motivation, you know? It's tough to it's tough to get behind, commit to fighting crime unless your
1: parents are dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, how's Bambi going to get revenge on all the human hunters <laughs> if her mom didn't get shot right. or his and mom? Happily moved. ever
0: after. It doesn't work out as well.
2: We have a Dead Parents Society. The Taz and Jim Podcast.